Welcome back, everybody, to Thanks for Your Concern. You're here with Berenice. And I'm Ella. Welcome back. Welcome 2024, baby. Woo! This is our year. Oh! How are we feeling, Berenice? 2024, you know, how are you feeling? We're feeling good. We're feeling optimistic. I don't know. I don't like like to be like, this is our year, because I feel like I have a vivid memory of you saying that and being like, this is my golden year, my Jordan year. And it was literally like the worst year of our lives. So I'm just going to like not do that. <laughs> well, every year's my year. Every year's my year. You know, I like that. Uh, but I am feeling good. The vibes are up. I I feel like I don't usually feel like like the ending of something, like right at the end of the year. But I do feel like somehow one way or another my year wrapped up very eloquently very poetically as one would say okay. with like the year end so yeah like I don't know I'm, I'm feeling good I I'm feeling energized I I don't know I have like I have a good year planned out so I'm excited what about you how are you I'm feeling great I'm feeling fantastic woo woo woo, woo, woo. I had like a nice little reminder that maybe you need to change things up to make sure that you're not like secretly sabotaging yourself. I think. Oh, yeah. I know. I know. So basically, I've I've been very off my sleep and it's been fucking me up. I've been in like a depressive episode because I haven't been sleeping well. And I have been still doing my nighttime routine, but the nighttime routine has just not been routining. Yeah. It just hasn't been hidden. And I decided over the past couple of days, I'm just going to start this routine at 7 p.m., okay? Usually, oh. I started at 10, hope to get done by 11 and then go to bed. That hasn't been happening. It hasn't been taking me an hour. I started at 7 p.m., the same nighttime routine that I did three weeks ago that took me an hour. It's taking me five hours, okay? Because, you know, I'm a lollygagger. <laughs> I love to gag yeah. on the motherfucking lolly. So yeah. now I'm just allowing myself to do that. And, you know, bitch, maybe we'll get it down to an hour again. But maybe we fucking won't. And that's okay, too. So, yeah, look at that. Changing things up. And now I feel so much better. I feel well, you like know, the wind. I, I love that. I'm glad you're you're figuring that out for yourself. Um, I need to get my sleeping schedule fixed because, I, like, I look like a dead person, okay? So there comes a time during the winter, which is about around now until like March, where I don't see the sun, okay? I don't see the sun at all. And my skin gets so pale and I just like naturally like don't sleep very well. So like I get back under my eyes and I start looking like like a, like a corpse, like not a cute girl. Um, and I feel like that's what's starting to happen. So I definitely need some sleep. And I am going to Mexico next month. But I also like don't. I know, I know. I'm so excited. Um, but I also like don't want to arrive to Mexico not looking my best, you know, and I'm like, I cannot go into a tanning bed like that is not good for you. But like irrationally, I want to. Okay, so I got tan. <laughs> I got very tan in Thailand. And I'm telling you, I'm kind of missing the tanning bed because there's something about being tan and sweaty. Like, I'm in solid core and they have, like, this mystical blue lighting. It's like club lighting. And so I'm looking at myself I'm like, this is the hottest I've ever looked. And yeah. it's the tan, dude. Maybe you I'll know, go back so to work at the tanning salon. Like, I'm going to, you know, just die early. I might just do, like, a quick Miami trip. Like, that much is how I need to happen. Um. <laughs> 
maybe a little, so, maybe a spray tan even. Yeah, something a little, something a little light. We'll see. We'll yeah. see what happens. We'll, see. <laughs> we'll keep you um, updated. Yeah, we'll keep you updated. How was your New Year's? What you do? You know, babes, I chilled. I did what I wanted to do. <laughs> I will say. I feel very good about this New Year's because, like, I don't want to say last year I was lying to myself, but I don't think I was realistic on Honest. where I was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I still took, like, 10 steps forward this year. But since I started at negative five last year, right? We're winning. We're winning. We're definitely winning. But I feel like now I'm at five, you know? And I think oh, and yeah. so now I can just... I can end the year at 15 and I, it'll be like less of an effort. I think that I think I thought a lot of things were going to happen in a year. I had to figure some of shit out and it's kind of yeah. re- related to this episode, but I took your advice about doing quarterly goals. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I also did a full vision board and I did a vision board that I really feel good about. I really took my time and in the center of this vision board, is a butterfly because i feel like last year was kind of the year where i melted into goo in a cocoon okay so a caterpillar you were reforming yes it's it's actually really interesting because caterpillars they like don't turn into butterflies they do turn into butterflies but they become goop first they don't just grow wings they completely like break down into like not even themselves before they transform into a butterfly. I feel like that's this year, amazing. Yeah, I know. Like we love a transformation. Like, Oh my God, going from goop to butterfly. So that's yeah. what I feel like. I was a goop. I'm a goop. I was, I'm in my goop form and now I'm going to like become a butterfly. I think that is amazing. I, I am in, I think I'm cocooning. I'm, I'm, yep. I'm breaking out of the cocoon. I think I was last year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that was where I was last year. And I think this year, like, um, I stayed in Tua, but I did go to a music festival, like, two days before New Year's. And I I stayed in. My parents called me. I basically was just, like, with my family on FaceTime for the countdown. Very chill, very lax. My grandma, super lit. She was lit, okay? And okay. we were like, it's just like, let's go around and say, like, your New Year's resolutions. And I was like, I don't really have, like, resolutions, but I was like, I just want, like, this year is all about like discipline and just like, you know, really going after like what drives me, my passions, whatever. And when I was talking, like both of my parents were like, wow, that's like very mature of you. And I was like, thanks. Thought you'd never say it. Well, look who's arrived. Oh, that means a lot from your parents. I feel like my parents... They would say that to anybody at any time, but I, your parents, that that meant something. That's real. Yeah, they wouldn't yes. say it if they didn't mean it. So that's a good, that's nice, nice little upper for one hundred percent. New Year, yeah. oh, New Year, you know, still the same old me. Like just, just we're just growing, we're just growing, we're cocooning. But the butterfly caterpillar metaphor is amazing, and it it is what we're going to talk about today. It's a little bit of our journey, our healing. We're we're healing. <laughs> healed hotties baby that's like the theme of my year healed hottie so are you ready yeah yeah let's do it let's send it let's get into it well thanks for your concern all right we're gonna talk about 
about healed hotties, I feel like like nothing is more attractive than a healed baddie, like someone who is just like emotionally happy. All right, and we're gonna talk about like how to be a healed hottie and what that means. And like, I feel like you know, they say something that you do overnight. There's a lot of work that goes into this, and I feel like I did a lot of work last year so now i feel like i'm entering the new year as a healed hottie but you can't let up it's like a continuous transformation something you got to keep at yeah i don't think uh you're ever truly like healed because like you get continuous trauma you know like shit goes down and it adds onto the pile but there was a good analogy where it was like um i looked back and there were a lot more demons than i remembered like when when things got silent um and I think that if you don't, like, deal with your shit, it will pile up and then things will be a little harder to kind of uh, go through, one will say. When the when the pile of shit gets really heavy, um, it just makes it a little a little more spooky to look into. You ever you ever not clean your room and at first you're like, oh, well, like I should probably clean up. And then later you're like overwhelmed with how much shit is out of place. Like, you don't want to get to that point, right? Because that's spooky. Then then you procrastinate because then you're looking at it and you're like, it's going to take so much work to clean. Um, so I, I feel the same way with that, with, like, healing. I think, like, if you haven't put a lot of, like, time and effort into just, like, being by yourself with your feelings and maybe looking at some of the places in your life where, like, when shit gets really silent and you get a little scared and you start maybe having a tear and instead of, like, finding something that will distract you, Thinking about that, thinking about that thing that just creeped into your head where you're like, that scary intrusive thought just came in. Um, maybe maybe taking the time to deal with those is it's not, it's not a bad thing. Kind of what you're talking about. But for me, I'm trying to do like as much maintenance so that it doesn't ev- like evolve into like an overwhelming task. And like mm-hmm. I try to do that by like, Honestly, if I'm not feeling it, just doing a little bit at a time, like, I honestly, I kind of, like, gentle parent myself, like, because I used to be, like, a gymnastics coach, and I would tell my gymnastics friends, I'd be like, hey, so what you're doing is not an option. You can do option A or option B, but this is not an option. I sometimes hear myself telling myself that, like, hey, you know what? You don't have to finish all the dishes but you got to do five of them or like you can be sad but we're not going to lock ourselves in the room for five days at a time okay like that's not going to happen we can either go for a walk or we can read which one do you want to do watching Grey's Anatomy on the couch isn't an option Um, that's so real no legit like I've been telling this you know I've been kind of reflecting on my living situation I was like you know I kind of miss having like Berenice around to tell me that like girl we're not doing this like <laughs> open up the blinds let in the light you know 100% walking in every time after drinking Ella just like in despair like I would call that like somber despair just like eh. and I was like um no no we're not getting sucked into this vortex of negativity and darkness <laughs> yeah and so there's a lot less of it because of no drinking but that still happens babes the the somber depression still bubbles up but like mate trying to do maintenance instead of like letting it spiral and being i think that's like mindfulness and like i think sometimes mindfulness and meditation gets like 
a little overwhelming, right? Because you're like, oh, I don't want to sit here and meditate. Da, 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 da. But I, you need to at least be mindful of like, oh, wait, I'm going into a spiral. <laughs> I need to stop. How do I stop? Do something else. Yeah. Change the I, scenery. Yeah. And some people's, their spirals maybe are not complete spirals. I know like, maybe you're thinking. These two girls are very mentally ill. You'd be correct. But some people, you know, their spirals may look a little more subtle. (laughs) Their spirals might look, their self-sabotaging behaviors may look really different than from drinking, going out. You know, like I think like those were like our main ones in college where we chose distractions where, you know, we wouldn't feel our feelings per se. We wouldn't think about the things that were bothering us. But I think like there's so much things of like that go into self-sabotage like if you're not choosing peace per se and you're creating chaos in your life that's like a really big way to self-sabotage I feel like sometimes you're sitting there and a lot of people you're bored bro Mm -hmm. like like let's be real okay like you're bored you you have not a lot going on to the point where you're just like how can I mix things up it is not by reaching out to an ex it is not by like going into I don't know a relationship where you don't even like that person it doesn't look like any of those things it looks like maybe getting a hobby all right (laughs) I could not best advice is to get a hobby dude I swear to god (laughs) like you know I've said this once I've said this a million times but someone's not always better than no one I'll tell you that right now and I'm I'm so guilty of this of just like literally eating up breadcrumbs, mm, savoring the breadcrumbs, pretending like it's a Thanksgiving feast. All right, because I was bored, I didn't have anything to do, and yeah. I wanted like the comfort of a warm body, regardless of the negativity that was attached to that. And I think sometimes when we're bored, we can also search out like friends or things that are just not good for us like there's so many self-sabotaging behaviors that it's like let's be productive let's figure out how to change a self-sabotaging like I guess like solve the issue you know like I one of the things that I'm kind of working on is doom scrolling on TikTok that's another like self-sabotaging behavior and like what is it doing for me it is fulfilling boredom all right well what's a substitution that would make me feel good reading boom Boom, bam, boom. And that's why, like, I think journaling is a really helpful process because you will, like, write down things and you'll start to notice patterns. Like, oh, wow, I've talked about this every day. Yeah. Like, you go back and you read it and you're able to catch some things that you've moved past. And honestly, like, it is a good feeling to go back and read something that used to be such a big dooming factor in your life and be like, wow, I really got past that. And it, it puts perspective on whatever you're going through in the present moment that you're like, this is a moment, you know, and we're going to get past this one too. Um, But I think with self-sabotaging and healing uh, specifically, I've been thinking a lot about this one because I don't know, I, I've been meeting some of the people that I've dated in the past, I guess, like when I get upset, I don't really like to yell. It takes me like a really long time to like formulate like what the issue is and communicate it. Um, and when I communicate it, I don't really like attack. I'm just like, Hey, can we sit and talk about this thing? That's like on my mind. And I remember the first time I told this to my ex-boyfriend and he was like, Oh, like you don't like fight. Like you're not like coming at me. And I'm like, no. And then 
it made me feel sad because then you realize like oh that's how he grew up and like that's how he thinks like relationships are like where you need to like be fucking yelling at each other for you to try to get a point across and then that happened again like in another thing that I was in where like I was voicing something that I wasn't happy with and he's like oh you don't yell and I was like oh my god like why are all these people accustomed to having a woman yell at them like I'm just so confused (laughs) and then after that you know I obviously like been through some stuff where I had to where I realized like me talking lightly sometimes in especially in New York like people will take advantage of that they see that as weakness they they think they can take advantage of you so I became a little more snarky you know but and and I have to channel I have to channel my friend Paulina okay because she's good at being mean to boys and I'm like oh my god okay like I need to turn into Paulina right now and say my piece because this person thinks they can mess with me and I was thinking about that the other day and I was like ah that's exhausting. Like, it's not me. The fact that I have to, like, channel a whole fucking human being to fight with someone is just, like, too much. Like, obviously, if I have to do that, this is not, like, the person for me. You know what I mean? And so I've just been thinking about that. And and I think, like, another thing with self-sabotage is, like, if you know that a behavior is toxic and you know and you're choosing that over a behavior that's healthy, you're also sabotaging yourself through through doing that. Like, I feel like we're all, like, pretty coherent like human beings I think people know when their behavior is toxic and like if you're choosing to do the toxic thing over like the healthier thing that may not feel as good that may not bring you any validation over a situation where you don't feel like in control of a situation I don't know I feel like that's that's something that like now I'm looking back on and be like I just don't want I, I don't feel the need to yell at somebody to get my point across you know what I mean I think there's a lot of things that I mean Dude, some of this takes like a lot of work, you know, about looking at what you've seen in a household. And I feel like something that's like, I don't know if hurting me, but something I've just been kind of working on is like, what things am I ready to like, let go of and leave behind? I think I, I kind of get down to the root of like, why I do something or where an insecurity comes from. And I'm like, damn, this goes back to like the third grade. Like I'm kind of ready to let go of this. So it's like, for me, like when you're talking about like, Oh, you know, you're like, um, like a soft version and you're not really a yeller. I like don't ever bring things up and I just deal with it internally. And it's like, why do I do that? It's like, Oh, cause I just was like afraid of confrontation because I was, I didn't want to talk to anybody. I was like, I feel like people don't like me. I don't want people not to like me more because I am confrontational, you know? And I'm like, I think I'm ready to let that one go and bring things up. I think I'm ready to talk things out instead of just holding them inside. So that's the one thing that I'm like, it isn't inherently toxic, but it's also not healthy to hold things in. Like, you know, just because something isn't inherently bad, there might be a better solution that would make you feel better. And I think um, getting to the root of like where your behavior is coming from is so powerful. Like I was talking to one of my friends and I didn't mean to bring up their trauma like this. I just like sometimes can you can see people's issues so clearly sometimes. And one of my friends like apologizes a lot. And uh, they were like, yeah, I don't know why I apologize all the time. And I was like, it was probably because your parents made you feel like you were too much. And I like I literally rolled out of my mouth. I was like, "Ah!" and they were like, yeah, yeah. They, made, they, they, yeah, they made me apologize for being myself. And like, they put like them on Adderall, like growing up because like they couldn't deal with them. You know what I mean? So I was like, 
that's really sad. <laughs> like that is that that behavior comes from your trauma, but you don't have to apologize. But like uh, all your behavior, all the things that like make you who you are, like come from somewhere and kind of figuring out where those things come from. It's hard. And it's really sad. It's really sad when you're like yeah. sitting there where your thoughts and you realize that behavior and you're like, oh my God, that comes from this. And I think like when you reach that point, it's okay to like grieve for like for that moment for like young you for like baby you who like experienced whatever made that hurt yeah and like I think like there's like levels of intensity to healing and I don't think I was ready last year for like (laughs) expert level you know like I truly don't think that like yeah (laughs) no 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 like I I was like, you know, I, I feel like I'm the type of person who like reads books and like I was reading a book and I was like, you know what? This isn't too intense for right now. Like right now I can't like add this to my brain. Like it just was too much to process. Now a year later, I'm coming back to that book and I'm like, okay, I did need to read this and I knew I needed to read this. But at the time it was just like expert level healing that I wasn't really ready for. And like, you got to start off like, like start with the basics, you know, you don't have to like heal your core traumas all at once. That's really intense, especially if you're doing it without a medical professional. But like sometimes a healed hottie is just starting off with like, dude, what in my life is something that I want to improve on? And like, what's keeping, what are the obstacles that are keeping me from improving if I do have a desire to improve? And I think like I did this thing where I was like fucking really overwhelmed and I was like, you know what? let me see if I can figure this out on my own without and writing things down kind of keeps you from like a thought spiral. And I wrote down, okay, like what's this problem? Okay. Here's the problem. Why, like, why does this problem keep coming up? And I'm like, Oh, cause I'm, it's constantly getting triggered. I get a reminder about it. All right. How can we fix this? Like literally today, how can I fix this with just the tools I have in myself? And then I thought of ways I could do it. And then I was like, Oh shit. Okay, cool. Like, I can't solve some of this shit and it doesn't need to be big things. I was really fucking getting overwhelmed with my stuff, dude, with the thought of like moving out of my apartment. I was like, I'm, I don't want to move cause I don't want to move. And it, it was keeping me kind of stuck in one place, but now I've solved that. So babes, we're moving, you know, we're moving, we're moving still a little bit, but yeah, you just got to figure out what are your roadblocks? How can you move forward? If that's something you want to do. Yeah, and I think um, <clears throat> everybody has, like, sort of mechanisms. I think it's just, like, a human thing to try to, like, uh, deter you from, like, having to deal with a bunch of, like, emotional baggage all of all at once. So we all have different patterns of, like, distractions and things that we do not to deal with it. I think a big one is, like, hopping from relationship to relationship. I've seen this, like, play out in a lot of different people, and they do it for different, like, ways like you know sometimes like you hop into relationship relationship because you you don't want to deal necessarily with some of the problems that you have so you pick up somebody else's in a relationship you're like oh this is making me uncomfortable being alone let me just go over there they need fixing how do I fix them so I don't have to fix me right um so I'm a big advocate for like being alone and even if like you do have a partner like how do you make time for yourself to still like be on your own per se, heal your own shit, even if you have a partner. Um, but if you find a pl- if you find yourself like getting out of a relationship or spending some time by yourself, challenge yourself to spend more time by yourself. 
it's really not like super fun all the time. And I can't say like right now I'm like happy, like being alone, but I can't say like, I don't crave obviously like another human being like companionship and all that shit. Like, obviously I do, but like being by yourself and figuring yourself out and like doing it, the things that you love for yourself. I don't know. It does bring you a lot of clarity in who you are and the things that you want. It allows you to have time to just like heal. And it's okay if you're not doing it alone, but make sure that like, even if you are with somebody that like you are doing it and you're not like using your relationship as an excuse not to deal with your issues. Cause then they come up in your relationship. I was literally just got to say that like, I feel like like as as you become I don't know as you sort things out within yourself some of your issues in relationships get sorted out like in future relationships you know uh I think that like the best opportunity you can have as a person is just like grow and become more happy within oneself so then you're not kind of like I don't want to say like um just so that you don't take the first fucking dude who gives you attention, like, and that you're a little bit more picky. I think you're ha- if you're happy with one with yourself, you are so much more likely to be picky when it comes to a partner, especially if you enjoy your own time, you know. And I feel like nothing is more debilitating <laughs> than being in a relationship that is draining. And then just repeating that pattern over and over and over again. Like, if your relationships are repeating a pattern, then, like, you might want to look at yourself, you know? Because I know, this is coming from someone who is in a, a series of, like, situationship after situationship and situationship. Mm-hmm. And it was because I was chill with the situationship. Mm-hmm. And then once you're like, I don't want to do a situationship anymore, and you build those boundaries, then you don't have to be in it anymore. Or you might just be like, <clears throat> I think one thing I see with, with a lot of people that I was like, oh, you could probably work some time to just like figure yourself out. You're complaining about your significant other a lot. But I was like, then why are you in that relationship? If you don't like these things about them and you hasn't changed that and they're not changing them. Like human beings are capable of change. But if you're starting a relationship with somebody and you already don't like things about them, well, if you address them and they don't change that behavior, That is the same person, the same behavior that you're going to have two, three years down the road. I guarantee it. Like, I I lived it. You know what I mean? That it's like, oh, these things, like, I didn't necessarily love at the start of the relationship. But I decided, oh, I love this person. Like, I'm going to stick it through. And for two, three years, I was asking for the same level of change. And it never changed. And the thing is, while I stuck in it, it was detrimental to my own self-esteem. How me dating somebody else that isn't changing ended up affecting me in a negative way because it made me complacent. It made me okay with the fact that they weren't changing. Like I wasn't necessarily like honoring my own boundaries in that sense. So like I became okay with like the bare fucking minimum. And like now whenever I say like I was out here begging to go on a fucking date, like it is embarrassing (laughs) to say that, you know what I mean? And I was like, if I meet somebody and they don't want to do that, I'm like, okay, cool. Like you're, we don't have to be in each other's lives like that. We can be totally homies. You know, it's like you they're either going to show up for you or you're not. And that's okay. Like there's so many people in the world. And if you're okay with just like chilling and waiting for just like the next person that's going to actually like fit your needs and boxes, like I kind of, I liked it better this way. I don't want to fight. I don't want to fight with no man to 
do the thing, like, bare minimum shit. Like, no. <laughs> I mean, it's not worth it. It's not worth it's it. Not worth it's not worth it. It's not worth the time. It. It's not worth the struggle. No. And, I mean, this is a long game. Like, like hopefully, God willing, as my grandmother says. It's funny things I say just because my grandma says it. But, like, God willing, this is a long game. This is 100 fucking years. Um, she's 101. Hopefully, I get that long. But even if I don't, like, I don't know. I'm okay, like, not being in something for, like, I don't know. I just mean, it might take a while to find your forever person if that's what you need. And then also, being okay if that never happens. I think that... That's that's a reality that like is like, well, what if I never like I don't know that you can lean into and think about like what if I never find mm-hmm. somebody who meets all of my needs? And it's like, okay, well then let's figure out how baby girl can meet her own needs within her own community, you know? Like, let's figure it out. Yeah. Because it's, it's a possibility. And it is a possibility. And I think now there's even a, a bigger possibilities. Think when women well, I don't know. I think as women raise their standards, men are going to have to get with the program or get out. <laughs> like people in general, you know what I mean? Like, I think you said this the other day is like, if we expected more from each other, it'd probably be a better world. Yeah. And I think that that is happening in practice. Like as society is changing, you can either get with the program or I guess you're going to be single fucking forever because, <laughs> like, you know, you can either choose to heal and grow and become more emotionally mature and try to understand other people or you're going to be solo dolo. Or I don't know. People are, like, trying to talk about, like, phenomenons and, like, I feel like it's not real. It makes sense to me. And I don't know that we need, like, sociology studies and economic studies to figure out why divorce is going up amongst, like, a certain group of women. But it's, like... Uh, one big thing is if you're making your own money and there's not just one breadwinner, then you got to like share the other responsibilities when it comes to the house and child bearing or like child rearing. Yeah. So the expectations are higher because the expectations for women are higher than ever. You know, like a guy will be like, oh, I want someone who makes their own money that does this, that, that. And it's like, okay, well, then what are you going to bring? Then you have to bring more if you're going to ask for more no for real it used no, to be real. like you, you know in the 60s when my grandma was getting married men were looking for like a pretty girl who like wanted to have kids and like to cook like those were what they're looking for now they want all those things and they want someone who makes their own money and this and that and that, and that. Like, okay well then come on come 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 or sometimes you meet guys who want that and i'm like well i already make more money than you so what's your earning potential because if i'm about to give up a career to be this like wife what is that life gonna look like because if i could give myself a better life then why would i choose that you know what i mean it is it's just like it's a weird dichotomy (laughs) also i mean i'm someone who like had a mom who kind of like gave stuff up to be a stay-at-home mom and then when it got divorced like dude the reality of divorce is a judge will tell you, you have to get a job because you have the capability to. But then yeah. she's behind in her career because she gave it all up to be a stay-at-home mom. And it's like the sad reality of that. So it's like, you don't want to give it up. I mean, at the end of the day, is like being a team with somebody. And when you get there, you get there, you know. But yeah, no, I, I agree. Relationships are tough. So you might as well pick a good one. <laughs> be happy with the one that you pick. I think uh, part of being a healed hottie. It's uh, how you move around the world, I think, with intention and purpose. I think that 
one of the biggest things this year at least for me is like I literally could not trust a soul like friendships men in general even myself like it came to the point where I was like am I just like delusional that I pick these people that I think are good people but really are bad people like how can I trust my own Mm. like instincts you know because clearly they're so fucking wrong and I think like I I'm a good person so I just automatically assume that other people are good people but the reality of the situation is that not all people are good people or at least you know people weren't raised the way that you were raised they're jaded from different places and then whatever but and it becomes a little bit of a scary mentality to think I can't trust anybody um and the thing that has I think helped me the most is like a quote that is like it's not your responsibility to not be like lied to or cheated on or you know treated badly because at the end of the day like I can't move around the world not trusting a soul because they might hurt me right like Mm -hmm. the reality is they probably will but it's not on me to be like don't hurt me like it's kind of on them to be a decent human being but it is on me to make sure that regardless of what goes down I'm going to be okay, right? And the only way that I can do that is by building security and stability within myself. So regardless of what comes into my life and what I choose to embrace, if it doesn't work out, I know like I'm going to be good. Yeah, another way to look at this is like, what do I have control over and what do I not have to have control over? I cannot control how other people uh treat me or if they lie or cheat but I do have control on whether I stay yeah figure out what you do have control over and what you don't have control over in a situation like you don't have control over if your job gives you a raise but you do have control on whether you stay like you know like there's a lot of things in life where in a situation you can like kind of identify what do I have control over so that I can change it and then there's some things that you're gonna have to let go because baby you can't do you can't change that perfect Mm -hmm. (laughs) period point blank (laughs) I think with moving on and like healing you can do so much healing by yourself but like when you start getting into a new relationship like people are going to trigger you (laughs) that's something I also learned I was like now I'm good by myself let's add something to the mix and I was like I can't handle something to the mix (laughs) I don't think I'm mature enough for this um and I think that that you got to live through the motions. I think you get like different stages of healing once you add more things on. And just like recognizing that at the end of the day, like your response is what is kind of like the make it or break it, right? What shows your character, as some would say, your actions. Uh, so it's something triggers you taking a step back and being like, why is this behavior triggering me? Like, where does that stem from? I know that like, I kind of started liking somebody and their behavior just like triggered the shit out of me. And I was like, oh, why? And I'm like, oh, because this already happened to me. Like, Mm. basically, I like somebody, they were like, kind of a fuck boy. And this is exactly how they acted. So like, my immediate response is like, fight or flight. I was like, oh, shit, we've lived through this. And instead of me being like, like, you know, let's take a step back and maybe like figure this situation out. I think like sometimes I like chose avenues where they were similar, but like I was extremely, extremely triggered by the whole thing. And it, it just reminded me that there were things that I hadn't even addressed because there was nobody else in the mix of what I had thought that I had healed. 
And then going through that, I realized like, oh, this isn't what I want. And I was able to walk away from it a lot quicker. But I was extremely triggered, like (laughs) extremely triggered. It's just going to take some time. You learn more things about yourself as you go. Um, But, you know, the only way to like really change it up, change up the pattern is to not participate in it and change your behavior, change your response. Don't respond the same again. Like the title healed hottie. It's more like healing hottie because like healing (laughs) is cyclical, right? Like new things come up and you have find new parts of you that I don't know. Like, I think I, I don't know. I'm finding new things out about me and like things that I, I was like, Oh, I didn't even know I was still holding on to this or I didn't know this was something that I might need to address. And uh, just it being like a continuing process of trying to see the trigger, see the cause and like, see if there's a way that we can like heal this so that next time it comes up, it's less painful um, or that we react better. I think again, like you, Oh, well, I won't say always, but you have control over your reaction. So when we're talking about what we can control in a situation, your reaction, oof, we can't control you how the other person treats us, but we can control our reaction. Yeah. And it really is about perspective. I think like shit would inevitably hit the fan, but you do that like choice of how you're going to react to that choice, whether you're going to like heal and grow from a situation or you're going to continue in your cycle because we're all attracted to things that are familiar we don't necessarily like things that are not familiar because when you change it up and you don't know what's going to happen that's like you're like I don't know if I should try something new because I don't know how that one's going to play out and at the end of the day like things that are meant for you are going to find you I don't think that you can mess anything up by communicating your feelings about something like if you're scared that like you communicating how you feel to somebody with whether that's a parent or you know like a loved one or a friend if they're not hearing you out, if you're coming from like a place of, hey, like this hurt my feelings or this is how I feel, um, that's not meant for you, (laughs) okay? They're either going to come around and they're going to fix it or they're going to be like, eh, and then, then, you know, like, you know, this is not meant for me right now and I got to skedaddle, daddle. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's a great message. Yeah. Not everybody's ready for the best version of yourself. Not everybody deserves the best version of yourself. But if you are the best version of yourself, then like you can be proud that you know that you're the best version of yourself. They just weren't ready for that. And then like to finish off, I did something today that I think like goes along with this that I felt really good about. I wrote down my mission, my purpose, and my priorities. Okay. So yeah, you you like that? Mm -hmm. You like that? Okay, I said my mission is to create a stable environment for myself and others mentally, financially, and spiritually, all right? And then I kind of set, like, how I'm going to do that, like, spread positivity and move with love through all my creative pursuits. And then for purpose, I said my purpose is to create genuine and meaningful connections and to create art that inspires, all right? There's more, but obviously, like, that's, like, a very brief example. And then under that goes, what are my priorities, my priorities within that go like emotional stability, mental stability, financial stability, and abundance, family and friends, and then like what whatever my goals are, right? To further my brand, my whatever. And then just writing down some of the things that go with that. Emotional stability means no high highs, no low lows. What does that mean? No self-sabotaging behavior, no desiring my boundaries, etc. So you just kind of like write down like bullet points with that. And then the fun part 
goes to obey your priorities. So if something comes up in your life that is not down for this priority, this mission, this purpose, you don't do it. If any of this, like, if it jeopardizes my emotional stability, we don't do it. If it <laughs> jeopardizes my financial stability, we don't do it. Ooh, I love yeah. this. We'll put a, yeah. I'm going to make you do, like, a little guide so we can post it on Instagram because I literally love that. Okay, okay. Something I did that I really liked is, like, doing a vision board that is, like, sent that are affirmations, like, manifesting affirmations uh, because – I like affirmations. So basically I just wrote affirmations and like one of them is like, I am someone who is improving on my communication. I'm someone who devotes times to their passions. I'm someone who attends three fitness classes a week. I'm someone who that hydrates. Ooh, that's a good one. I need to do that one. I'm someone with beautiful work-life balance. These are a couple, these are just a few. I'm just working on like saying I am statements that are, that are like are kind of attached to sections of my vision board and like, just living it already as if I'm that person that already does it. I love that. Look at us. This is literally the best version of ourselves we've ever been. Y'all, I'm telling you, tell a friend about the podcast, but because it's only going up from here. <laughs> only no, better I... advice. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast started as like when we were broke girls and we used to drink old beers that were already opened to, um, you know, the best version of ourselves. Yesterday, I actually found a, a, I have a little scrapbook that's like a memory book and it has no order, but I just like dump everything in there. And there was one that said sophomore first, first semester of college. What a fucking shit show. (laughs) And it says lived at, at our sorority, got arrested. And then it said Ella broke her leg, cracked her liver. Yeah, that was a doozy. <laughs> I mean, there were other things. And that was like that a one, fu- but- that was like a quarter. That was like a what? Like a semester? That was like a six months of the year that all happened. No, that was the first month. That oh. was like in September, October. Like that was in two months of our college for sec- like second year of college. Uh, so you know, like you, it's you possible. <laughs> Whatever you think you can ach- you can't achieve in this year, know that it can be achieved, babes. I'm telling you, you're gonna be just fine. <laughs> I feel like I just like was like, Whew, that woke me up. Uh, it's nothing when you hit rock bottom. It's nothing but up. All right, but you gotta change it up. Yeah, so you can be at the top of rock bottom. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you can either be at rock bottom or like starting, or you can be looking at rock bottom and being like, I just want to go up. I don't need to go down any lower. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. All right, well, uh, thanks for listening. <laughs> we love you. Welcome back for another year. Thanks for your concern. 2024, we kicked it off with a yeah. bang. Like always, yeah. make sure that you're subscribed to this podcast, that you leave us a rate and a review. It really helps us out a lot. Make sure that you're following us at social media. That's going to be thanks to the number for your concern. And I'm at Ella L. Tudor. And I'm at Bernice Ideas M. Bye. Bye. Bye.